0: that easy praise the lord (laughs) it's that easy amen stop getting into people's conversations amen praise god um sunday right sunday what what's today july 12th july the 12th halfway through july almost um we praise god on this sunday uh, as we come to hear from god on today Um, as always, amen, praying that everybody's doing well, amen, so much going on, but continue praying and believing and standing on the promises of God, and it's a fight, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, you know, we talked about it before, we've talked about it many times, but this life of faith is a, it's a fight, amen, and we got to continue fighting until the end, And, you know, it's easier to fight when you know you win. And I think sometimes we forget the fact that, you know, this game's already over. Yes. It's sort of like, you know, sometimes when you want to, there's a big game on and you're out of the house and you can't watch it and you DVR it or whatever. And you don't want anybody to tell you what happened in the game because you just want to watch it. Um, But if you knew who was going to win, you'd watch that game a whole lot differently, wouldn't you? Your team could be behind, it could be late, but if you know the outcome already, you still would just sit there knowing everything is good, because you know how this game ends. I think we have to remind ourselves of that. We know how this game ends, and in the end, we win. Amen. So we want to keep our focus on that, that we win the game in the end. Amen. This game that's called life. Um. Today, amen, we are going to be in the Gospel of Luke. So I'm going to ask you to turn there with me to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8. And we will read from verse 51 down to verse 56. This is the end of the account of Jairus' daughter who, as we know from reading our Bibles, Jairus was the ruler of the synagogue who came to Jesus, asked him to come to his house to lay hands on his daughter and she would be well because she was very, very sick. And the Bible tells us that it was Jairus's only daughter. Um, and Jesus was on his way got interrupted by the woman with the issue of blood. Um, she got her healing. And then as they continued on toward Jairus' house, they got word from a messenger saying, don't trouble the master anymore. Your daughter is dead. Jesus said to Jairus, fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. And it's from that point that we, will, that we pick up the account in verse 51. So let's look at that right now. Luke chapter 8, verse 51. And when he came into the house, this is Jesus, he suffered no man to go in save Peter and James and John and the father and mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her. But he said, Weep not. She is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she arose straightway, and he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Let's pray today over the Word. Father, we bless you for the Word that was just read into our hearing. Father, we're praying now, God, that you will lead us by your Spirit deep into the Word today, that you will reveal yourself unto us, that you will reveal the Lord Jesus Christ to us in a more intimate way, and that, Father God, that you will transform us and conform us to the image of your dear Son. Father, right now we submit, yield, and uh just bow down to you we humble ourselves under your mighty hand and father god we just put all of our attention on you help us now god to block out every distraction every trick plan plot scheme and device of the enemy we call it of none effect against us and we bless you right now that this is your time and father god that you shall bless us exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to your word Yes. and by your spirit we call it done by faith in jesus name in jesus name, amen. Amen. amen amen praise the lord so today amen our title is follow his lead follow his lead um, you know uh, there's so much going on and i think that everyone who's sharing from god's word in whatever way you know, I'm trusting of being led by the Spirit of God. And, you know, for me, I find myself um, being drawn to sort of the unheard or the silent cries because my, my, my spirit and my sense is, my spirit tells me and my sense is that there are a lot of people who are crying silently right now. Um, people who typically don't cry at all Uh, people whose lives have been pretty good up to this point they've walked in strength they've walked in accomplishment they've walked in achievement they've walked in faith and with all the things that have happened over the past few months those things are shaken some things have been lost Uh, some anxiety has started to creep in doubt has started to creep in what was a sure foundation for them has now somewhat has become somewhat unstable um, And they're not accustomed to being in that position and so they probably aren't saying anything. They aren't giving voice to it because they're the ones they've been the rock of the family they've been the rock of the church or of their community and so they're, they're going to be slow to open up because the devil's trying to convince them that, you know, you're not supposed to be like that. You're supposed to be the strong one. You're supposed to be the rock of the family and so forth. And so they may be suffering in silence. Um, I just I just sense that in my spirit so much. And so, I, and I know God, you, you love God because he doesn't only hear the cry of the righteous. Um, he hears the silent cries too, Mm -hmm. you know, the ones that no one else hears, the the ones that uh, no one else, you know, their ear can't pick it up, but the ear of God can. And, you know, so right now that's, that's sort of where my heart is. And I think God has brought me to that place. I think I know that he's brought me to that place of, that's, that's, that's where my heart is. And Um, God wants to talk to everyone today but particularly to those who are in that silent place Mm -hmm. sometimes the worst kind of suffering you can do is silent suffering when no one else around you knows what in the world is really going on with you Um, silent suffering and so um, praise God that we um, have a God who can hear and decipher Uh, and translate the silence. Amen. Mm -hmm. Um, And so today, amen, uh, our title is Follow His Lead. Um, You know, so many of us want to live and operate in the power of God. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I think most people in, in, in church, in the body of Christ, want to live and operate in the power of God. Um, But we have such a ways to go to get us there. And I think part of it is because we have gotten sidetracked by what it means to operate in power. We've gotten sidetracked, I think, even on on who God is and who Jesus is and Mm -hmm. on his mission. And we've gotten sidetracked on who we're supposed to be in him. And you can tell because church generally, it seems to me that if I could sum it up in two words, I think we tend to be loud and long. You know, loud and long. And we equate length and and, and volume being loud and long many times. It's like that's power. You know, if we preach loud and long, then we preach well. Not necessarily. If we sing loud and long, that song should have ended five minutes ago and you still sing it loud and long. You know, if we pray loud and long, we're praying with power. We convince ourselves of these things. If we carry on service loud and long, then it was a great service. No, it was just a service that was loud and long. Um you know cuz we 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 do all these things and and we become experts at being loud and long but not much seems to be changing mm, yes. in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And so why don't we realize that loud and long is not the thing. You know, but I think part of it is because we have these things. We have cameras and we have yeah. the ability to post things on 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 social media and you know, before you had to be on TV, who had a TV budget? Right. right? Only mm-hmm. very few people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but now, you know, people believe that if you're seen, you're a star. Can I tell you something? Everything that's seen is not a star.
1: Amen.
0: <laughs> Amen. Everything, because you can see the thing doesn't make the person a star or a celebrity. Especially not now, because all you need is a uh, mm-hmm. uh
1: Cell phone.
0: Yes, that's what I was about to say. A cell phone. <laughs> that's all you need is a cell phone. Um, but we're caught up in the showmanship. We're we're caught up in the pomp and, and circumstance. Um we we're we're making efforts to impress man. We want to be mm-hmm. impressive. If I could say anything to a preacher, and, and who am I to say, but I'm just a man saying what I'm about to say. But if I could say anything to any preacher that's coming up, I would say this. If I come into the service, and I leave the service being impressed by you, right, you failed me.
1: Mm. wow. Right?
0: If I come into a service, and I leave the service being impressed by the preacher, the preacher has failed me. Because, see, if I come into the service, and anyone who comes into the service they need to hear from God, right? They need to leave glorifying God, not glorifying the preacher.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They, need to, they need to hear a word from the Lord because there's not one preacher who's, who, no matter how impressive, can deliver you from your sin. There's not one preacher because he or she is impressive can deliver mm-hmm. you from bondage. There's yeah. not one preacher because he or she is impressive who can save your soul. Salvation is of the Lord. And so Mm -hmm. if I come into a service and all I leave with is is being impressed by the preacher, then the preacher has failed me. Amen. We got to get away from this showmanship. We got to get away from being loud and long and and realize that that's not where the power is. Glory to God in heaven for this. Um, in, in, In 1 Corinthians... In First Corinthians, I believe it's chapter two. First Corinthians chapter two. Paul, I believe, sums up this point. He says, and I, brethren, brethren, when I came to you, and I'm reading First Corinthians chapter two, verse one, and I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. Mm-hmm. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit Mm. and of power. Why? That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yes, yes. That's what it's about. And so the idea of being loud and long, you know, and, and being in having showmanship and being impressive is not the point. We need, we need demonstration of the spirit and of power.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And we
0: need our faith. Not in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. And so that's what we need right now. And, um, you know, so we all want to operate in that power, but I think we have to take a step back and to realize that we need to come before God and become before and come before people broken. Amen, because it's in our brokenness that the light of God can shine through us mm-hmm. into a dark and hurting world and send forth healing. So I don't want to be impressive. Amen. If I'm going to stumble, listen, um, I heard someone tell tell me recently about a certain preacher minister who just kept wanting to use $100 words. Listen, forget $100 words. If if, if a 10-cent word can do and can get the point across, use a 10-cent word. Why do you got to try to be impressive? Amen. You spent all morning practicing how to pronounce that word. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. God t- God is telling on you. You spent all morning practicing how to pronounce that word, and then you want to come out there acting as if you invented it. Stop it. We don't need to be... Impressed by you. Amen. Amen. We need to Keep it simple. Amen Uh, Paul said I didn't want to know anything except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen Uh, He wanted to operate in a demonstration of the spirit and of power and that the excellency and everything and you want to be impressed be impressed by the power of God I'm led to this because on this week God God um Spoke something that I thought was strange. I mean, you know, guys sometimes speak things that strange and then you realize mm-hmm. they're not strange. Um, well, yeah, they could still be strange. But they're powerful, though. They're yes. strange from a natural standpoint or whatever. Or you might not get it. But um, he, he had me take a little bit of a survey. You know, we've been in Mark chapter 11 uh, in uh, Bible study for a little while when Jesus cursed the fig tree. And, you know, Jesus cursed the fig tree, and um, he had said to the tree, he said, uh, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. Right? No man eat Mm -hmm. fruit of thee hereafter forever. And then he kept walking. Right? And then he just kept walking. He didn't look back at the tree. He didn't check the tree to see if it was listening to him. Even the next day, It wasn't Jesus that noticed the tree that was withered. It was the disciples. And they were the ones who were all excited. Mm -hmm. Master, the tree that you cursed is withered. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was cool as a cucumber. He said what? Have faith in God. Mm -hmm. Right? So so Jesus, how did he operate? He said what he had to say. Mm -hmm. Right? No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. Eight words and kept walking. He wasn't loud and long is the point, right? Mm-hmm. And so God had me, he, he said to me, he said to look at the words that Jesus used when he issued commands and miracles followed, right? Now we know Jesus walked on water. We know Jesus multiplied fish and bread, uh, fed the 4,000 one time, fed the 5,000 another time. Um, we know Jesus... Um, did a lot of things. He touched mm-hmm. people and raised them up. He 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 touched eyes and 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 blinded eyes were open. He touched deaf ears and they were unstopped. But 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 the Lord said to me, "Look at what He said."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I just started to look at the miracles of Jesus, and so um, found that, for example, when He calmed the storm, what did He say? Peace, Peace. be still. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all he said. Peace, be still. He stood outside Lazarus' tomb. Right? What did he say? Lazarus, come forth. Mm-hmm. That's it. Nothing loud, nothing long. When he was in the synagogue and on the Sabbath day, and the man had a withered hand, he said to him, Stretch forth thine hand. Right? Yeah. To the leper. The leper comes to him. And says to him, if, if, if you will, you can, you can make me whole or you can cleanse me. And he said, I will be thou clean. Mm-hmm. He didn't go through a, a, a rigmarole. He didn't start getting loud and crazy. He started start foaming at the mouth. He didn't start praying and all this. Stuff. He just simply spoke the thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Even at the wedding feast, his mother comes to him, Jesus, there's no more wine. Woman, what does that have to do with me? My hour has not come, right? And his mother, Mary, says to the servants, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Mm -hmm. And we praise God for Mary because really what she was saying was Jesus is going to do something. I know he just said that. I know he acted all like that. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is gonna do something. Yeah. Glory mm-hmm. to God for that. Amen. Mm-hmm. Somebody need to know that right now. Amen. That you need to just say those words in your spirit. Not even in your spirit. You need to say it out your mouth. Cause see, some you think it's all messed up and and it's hopeless and and you're helpless and, but but you need to say out your mouth. Jesus is gonna do something. Amen. Amen. Right now, you might be in a bad situation. You may be in a bad place right now. Uh, You can't see your way out. And the devil trying to convince you that this is it. But you need to say out loud, Jesus is going to do something. Amen. Amen. Glory to God for that. Amen. Jesus is, is going to do something. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We can go home on that one right there. Amen. <laughs> Jesus is going to do something. We can close the book and there's Jesus Amen. going to do something. Amen. Amen. Praise God for that. Jesus is going to do something. Well, but what did he do? He said, What? Fill the water pots with water. Yes. He ain't going through no long speech. And I and I was going through this time after time after time. To to the ten lepers who said, Son of David, have mercy on me. What did he say? Go show yourselves unto the priest, to the woman who was bowed over for 18 years, and no wise could lift herself up, woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity, to the man who was born blind, the disciples said, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind, Jesus told that man, go wash in the pool of Siloam, Mm -hmm. he didn't didn't go through all these things, even that man, that crazy man, you know, when I say crazy, you know that unclean spirit had him by the tombs, and remember, he kept breaking the chains. Right. No man could keep mm-hmm. him, and he would cut himself, and he would howl at night, and 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 walk among the tombs. He just he just said he said, "Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit." Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't use a lot of words, and so I looked through all these things, and I, and all those examples I just gave, he used he never used more than ten words, huh. <laughs> and a few times he did use more than ten words. He didn't use he never used 20. He told Peter uh, after he used Peter's boat to preach and Peter didn't catch any fish that night. Remember he said we've been toiling all night. Mm-hmm. He said unto Peter, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draw. That's 13 words. <laughs> when he was resurrected and they still couldn't find any fish. Remember, it's the second time they didn't catch any fish. This is right. Jesus resurrected. He was standing on the shore. He said, Hey, you got any meat? And they go, No. Mm-hmm. And he said, Cast thy net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. Right. 14 words. And the longest sentence I've seen I saw that when Jesus said something and commanded it to happen, 18 words. And that mm-hmm. was when the boy, whose father said, I believe, helped out my unbelief. And the disciples couldn't cast the spirit out of that boy. Mm -hmm. Jesus used 18 words. Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee. Come out of him and enter no more into him. Yep. This is what he did. We need to follow his lead. We need to stop being loud and long and thinking that equates with power. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. Right? We need to follow his lead. Let's look at our scripture text from today, right? Because we read in Luke chapter 8 the account of Jairus' daughter. And Jesus comes to the house, and and it says here that he didn't allow anyone to go in with him except Peter, James, and John, Mm
1: -hmm. those three
0: disciples, and the father and the mother. And there were some professional mourners who were there. But there were people who did this at the time, right? They would come and they would mourn. And they would weep and, and cry and so forth. And he told them, don't cry. She's not dead, but she's sleeping. And it says in verse 53, and they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. I just want to stop there for a second. you see how how dangerous it is to be so convinced that what you know mm. Here's the truth. <laughs> yeah. They laughed at him. Why? Because they knew she was dead.
1: Yeah.
0: And so many times we get so fixed on what we know. Mm-hmm. But how many of you know <laughs> that you could know something and not know anything at the same time?
1: Yeah.
0: Because they just knew she was dead. And I just wonder how many people right now just know something in their life is dead or just know something in their life is over. Or just know that something in their life is not going to work. Listen, don't be so, don't, you, this one of the things we have to understand, we're not the final word.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Jesus is the final word.
1: So they knew
0: something. They thought they did. But Jesus is the final word. So he put them out. Get on up out of here. And he took the girl by the hand. And look what he said. Made, arise. Mm -hmm. Two words, man. She's dead. Made, arise. That's all he said. And it says, and her spirit came again, and she arose straightway. So, we, we look at this, and we have to come to this understanding, and I believe this is where God wants to bring us today, is that, we don't have to. It's not all that, right? It's not, and I think sometimes mm-hmm. we believe that if we don't feel it, if we don't, if if it's not loud, if it doesn't make us sweat, if 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 it doesn't sound impressive, that, that somehow it's it's devoid of power. Mm-hmm. He said, "Made of ice." Yes. Does this sound? And they say he shouted it. Right. He screamed it. He didn't get, you know, I don't you know, somebody to stop tuning up the organ before he said it. Mm-hmm. He just said, made a rise. Yeah. And look what happened. And her spirit came again, which means that, right, because the spirit of the person is the life of the person. It came back into her, right? She was now revived. Mm-hmm. On two little words from Jesus. And see, that's the thing. Two little words from Jesus can make our spirits come again. Yes. Amen. Her spirit came again. And and there's some of us who need our spirit to come again. We we're walking around lifeless and and hopeless and in despair. and, And we need our spirit to come again. Amen. We need to be quickened in our spirit. We, we need to be stirred up in our spirit. We need our heart to burn like the, like the disciples on the road to Emmaus when they heard Jesus speak. Amen. Yeah. We need to be stirred up. We need our spirit to come again. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us if we're born again, but we need to be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Let Him, right? Paul said, be filled. Don't, don't be drunk with wine, right? Right. To excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Yes. In other words, submit and let the Spirit take up every part of you. Amen. Yes. We need that to come again. It's, all, it's like a revival and a refreshing and a restoration. How many people need that again? Amen. And, and, and it doesn't take a long sermon, 15-part series that you have to have in your library. And I'm tired of television preachers telling me in my library, I don't have a library, man. (laughs) Two words made her rise and her spirit came back into her again. Now, let's look at something else. And she was dead.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, let's look
0: at Luke chapter 7. We stay in the gospel of Luke for a moment. Let's look at Luke chapter 7. And in verse 11, Jesus is passing by, and he's, he's, he's going through a, a, a city uh, called Nain. His disciples were with him. And and there was a, a, a woman, a widow of Nain, whose only son had died. hmm and for a widow whose only son had died her husband is dead and now her son has died that was her only means of support right she was now looking at a life of struggle in front of her and the lord saw her he had compassion on her went over to her and told her don't cry weep not in verse 13 and he came and he touched the buyer or the casket that bare him and they that bear him stood still. And look what he said. Now not all a lie. No. Young man, I say unto thee, what? Arise. Arise. Now, remember what he said to the maid, to, to, to Jairus' daughter. Mm-hmm. Maid, what? Arise. Arise. Mm-hmm. He says to, and she was dead. Now, this man, young man, only son of this widow, he says to him, young man, I say unto thee, what? Arise. Arise. And what happened? And he that was dead sat up and began to speak, and he delivered him to his mother. Mm -hmm. Now, when he spoke to the maid and said, Maid, arise, her spirit came again, and she arose. Mm -hmm. He said to her, to the man, arise, and he sat up. Mm -hmm. Right? And again, not a whole lot of words. I mean, he didn't use a whole lot of words and And we see the same thing. if you can turn with me to Matthew chapter nine this is Matthew chapter nine is the story that we see in, in, <clears throat> in Mark chapter two, and I believe it's in Luke chapter five of the man who was sick with the palsy. mm-hmm. And his friends he was carried by four friends and brought to the house. We all remember the story and they broke up the roof mm-hmm. And everything and jesus said your, your sins are forgiven thee yep. and the pharisees said Then you blaspheme Who can forgive sins but mm-hmm. god? And jesus said what's easier for me to say your sins be forgiven or arise and walk and if you look in uh, matthew chapter 9 verse 6 he said, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to, to forgive sins. He's saying that to the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. And then in the parenthesis it says, Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into thine mm-hmm. house. So once again, he says, Arise. right? Mm-hmm. And then once again, he's not using a whole lot of words. Right. And we see the same thing happen again, in John chapter 5, and we don't have to turn there, but we know the story with the man who was at the pool of Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Who He said every now and then, every season, an angel of the Lord would come and stir up the pool, right. stir up the waters, mm-hmm. and whoever got in there first would get healed. Right. And this man had an infirmity for like 38 years, mm-hmm. I believe. And Jesus came up to the man and said, do you want to be made whole? And the man started making excuses. Well, every time that I try to get down there, somebody beats me to the water, and they get in first, and they get their healing. <laughs> and Jesus looked at that man after he offered that excuse. And he said to that man, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. Yeah. We want to take away two things here. One... As we see here, as we saw in all the other examples of Jesus speaking, not a lot of words. right? Not a lot of words. To, to Jairus' daughter, maid, arise. To the widow of Nain's son, young man, I say unto thee, arise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To the man who was sick of the palsy, who essentially was stuck, he's paralyzed, he's stuck in the same position. Glory to God. Arise, take up thy bed, uh, and go into thy house and to the man who had lost so much hope that all he could now offer is excuses, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: He told that man, rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And see, we wanna follow the lead, not only in terms of of, of how Jesus is operating, right? But we say we wanna operate with power, right? but we gotta watch him. And How is he operating? He's not going on all these performances. He's using he, you know He's just speaking and he's doing it with such an assurance of faith And he's not peeking to see if it happens because he believes that if I said it and if I said it in faith My father always hears me Jesus yeah. says,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And if he hears me he's going to he's going to uh, answer my petitions So we see on the one hand how he's operating but on another uh, and that's general but specifically, these four examples, each one of them, Jesus is talking to people, two of which were dead, and he's using language that is about arise. Yes. And and when you look at that language, right, that 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 arise is 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 it's about position.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Because if you if you rise, or you arise, you go from either laying down mm-hmm. to sitting up, like Jairus' daughter did, or like the widow of Nain's uh, son did. He was laying in the castle, and he sat up. Right. Or you can go from sitting down to standing up. Right. You can go from laying down to standing up, too. But the bottom line is, you go from down to up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? When you arise. You 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 change your position. You change your position. And see, there's so much in 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 our walk with God that's based on position, right? In him we live and move and have our being. Okay. It's about our position,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: I am the righteousness of God in him, right? You know, um they that be in Christ. Yes. Are new creations, right? We are seated in heavenly places with Christ. And even Paul, when he talks about Ephesians, that we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rules of the darkness of this world, and so on, he said, We wrestle not, but wrestling is a battle of position. Yeah. And the devil is just trying to get us out of position. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, many of us are out of position which is why we're loud and long, but there's no power. See, because if we're in the right position, we can be quiet and brief and be operating in power. Mm. Made arise. There's nothing loud and long about that, but there's certainly something powerful about that. Amen. Young man, I say unto thee, arise. Nothing long and loud about that, but there's certainly something powerful about that. But understand, Jesus was in the right position to speak those kind of words. We want to speak those words, but we're not in position. Mm -hmm. Right? We got to be in him. We got to be in this word. We have to, you know, be You know, our relationship. We got to make sure our relationship with the Father is what it's supposed to be. We got to make sure that we're, we're we're listening to the Holy Spirit when He tells us to do things, great and small. We need to be in the right position. Yes. And if we are, then we can speak, not loud and long, but we can speak quietly, and briefly. Amen. Huh? How did God speak to Elijah on the mountain? He yelled at him? No. In a still, small voice. Mm-hmm. Amen. Now, don't get, it, don't get it wrong. God can thunder from heaven. Amen. And when he did, He scared he scared the wits out of the people of Israel to the point where they told Moses, You talk to us. Don't let God <laughs> talk to us anymore. No, God, God can God can get down now if he wants to. He can he can speak from heaven and, and, and grab your attention with you know with thunder. But he also can speak quietly and briefly and do miraculous things. And and I don't know about you, but if I have a choice between having to be loud and long and being, you know, uh, quiet and brief. And I can get results that way, I'll take that every day of the week. Amen? I'll take Amen.
1: that every
0: day of the week. So when, when we're here to, to arise, it's about changing our position. There are some of us that need to change our position. We need to, we need, we, we, we need to change our position. Um, but you know what arise also means? Arise also means to come into being. In a sense of, you know, we can talk about certain practices that may have arisen during a certain period of time. During the 18th century or during the Civil Rights Movement, certain things arose at that time.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. What do we mean? It means that it came into being. And I want you to know that as we look at these four instances today of Jesus telling people to arise the the, the Jairus' daughter, widow of Nain's son, the man sick of the palsy, uh, 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 the man by the pool of Bethesda who lost all hope. When he speaks of rise, he's saying, it's, it's, it's a, he's calling us to arise. That means to come into being. Come into being what? Come into being who I made you to be. How many of you are crying out for that? Because you know, I've been on this journey for such a long time. And I'm still not where I'm supposed to be. You know inside. There's still more of you that has not been revealed to the world. In fact, hasn't even been revealed to yourself. And you just want to come into... Who you're Mm -hmm. supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But see, a a call to arise is a call to come into being. Amen. To come into being who you are. Yes. Amen. And it's not coming with trumpets. And it's not coming with with loud cymbals clashing. It's coming with the Spirit of the Lord speaking unto us in simple words. Mm -hmm. Brief words. With not a lot of volume right which is why it's so important for us to dial out and dial down the world around us so that we can get in a position to hear this so that we can hear arise so that we can come into who we're supposed to be Mm -hmm. there are so many of us who are nibbling around the edges of our personhood the person we're supposed to be is in the middle and we're just nibbling around the edges Mm -hmm. We're kind of who we're supposed to be, but we're not fully who God made us to be. I'm tired of nibbling around the edges. Amen. I want to go all in and become everything that God has called me to be. It's about coming into your being.
1: Amen.
0: Arise. Amen. Arise. Arise also means this. It also means to move upward or to ascend, to go up. Amen. It also means to move upward or to ascend, but to ascend has to mean that you're down in a lower place, and now you're going higher. And the picture I get is of the Syrophoenician woman, when she talked about her daughter was vexed with his spirit, and she wanted Jesus to come and heal her daughter. And he said, you know, it's not right to you know give the food for the children to the dogs. Right, and she said, "Yay, Lord!" But even the dogs eat the crumbs from the children's Take. table. Right. Mm-hmm. and so I, the picture I get is a dog sitting underneath the table, mm-hmm. getting the crumbs from the table. And and you know Jesus wasn't insulting her by calling her a dog. If you no. read it, you you understand. And um, he didn't call her, but he, by using that term. He wasn't insulting her, and so I'm not insulting anybody right now either by saying that too many of us, though, are under the table like dogs. Oh, Jesus. When the table belongs to us. David said, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That table is prepared for the children of God. Yes. And there are too many of us who aren't seated at the table. We're on the floor getting crumbs. And and, And some of us have been satisfied with crumbs. I'm telling you this right now. Listen, when I was a kid, Christian, when I was a kid, I used to love crumb cake. My wife my my, my mom used to buy crumb cake, them Edmund's crumb cakes. Amen. I used to shhh that was some good eating right there. I would eat some Edmund's crumb cake with, with some milk and everything else. But but let me tell you this, that's about the only crumb I like. Amen. We're not supposed to be eating crumbs. No. Mm. Especially when the table is, it has been prepared for us, right? We got a seat at the table. We're, we we're, we're King's kids and we don't belong down on the ground. Mm-hmm. There's too many of us who are living beneath our privileges as children of the King yes. and we're subsisting and getting by on crumbs and it's time out for that. Amen. And so Jesus is saying to, to us, arise, get up off the floor, get up from beneath your privileges and take your rightful seat at the table yes. as my disciple and as my, my brethren and as ch- children of our heavenly father. And so God is calling us to this place, amen, where, where we change our position, where we come into being. Who he's made us to be. And where we stop groveling. Glory to God. We stop groveling. And stand up. And take our seats. As king's kids. And it ain't going to take. A whole bunch. Of theatrics. No. And it's not going. It's going to take us operating in faith. Yes. But we got to look at how Jesus. Did it. How he spoke how did he change people's lives we saw the words that he used very brief and he spoke them in confidence and he spoke them in confidence now we're going to get ready to close but i want to i want to look at matthew chapter 11. matthew chapter 11. jesus says Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. In the, New King, in the King James Version. He says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light amen right now there's a lot of us who are laboring in so many ways we're laboring under all the things that have been going on around us for so many months now Um, and we need rest amen we're carrying burdens and we need rest and jesus the call is still out there amen it's never going to go away come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden i i i particularly you know, love the scripture, Matthew eleven, twenty eight and thirty three that's in the message version. And I just want to read that. It says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. How many people want to recover their life?
1: Amen.
0: I'll show you how to take a real rest. Meaning that there's fake rest out there. Phony rest. Amen. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, I'll show you how to take what? A real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn To live freely and lightly. Mm -hmm. I love that version right there. Mm -hmm. And there's so much that every sentence, amen, we could talk about. But I just want to focus in the middle of this passage where Jesus says, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So he's calling us to walk, work, and watch. Right? And he's saying, walk with me. So here we are. We're disciples. And we know... Can two walk together except they be agreed? So if we're going to walk with Jesus, we've got to be in agreement with him, in agreement with the word of God, agreement with what the word says about us, agreement with what the word says we can do, agreement with what the word says we can be. We have to walk in agreement with God, which means we say yes, Lord. Yes. He says, walk with me. Then he says, work with me. Working means we don't kick up against the prick. When he's, trying to, when he's telling us we got to change this thing, when he's telling us to turn off the TV, when he's telling us we got to stop doing this, when he tells us don't give somebody a piece of your mind, when he tells us whatever it is that he tells us to do, because he is our Lord, amen, we work with him, right? You know what I mean? We work. That means we cooperate with him. So he says, walk with me, work with me, and then he says, watch how I do it. Why? Right? Watch how I do it. See, that's what the Lord is talking to us about today. Follow his lead. And when you want to walk in power, okay, understand your position is such that it's really important that you be in the right position. But the other thing is, leave at home your loudness (laughs) and your length. It's not about being loud and long. It's not about being showy. It's not about trying to impress people. Look how Jesus did it, right? Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. And we watched today how he did it. How did he do it? He spoke very few words.
1: Yes. Yes. And
0: he didn't get into any theatrics. Yes. Amen. And what happened? he still released a whole lot of power. Mm-hmm. So he says, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. And then he says, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. But here's, here's, here's where my my, my my heart goes and stops. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. And then the first word of the next sentence is learn. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you're not watching out of curiosity. You're not watching to be entertained. You're not watching to so you can go back and say, "Oh, I saw Jesus do some stuff today." Child, I tell you, I saw Jesus. It's not a spectacle. Yes. We 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 walk, we work, we watch, and then we do it for a purpose. What? To, to learn.
1: learn.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. We Amen. learn what? To follow his lead. To do things like he does it. Not like the preacher does it on TV. Amen. Not like the the flavor of the month right now. There's always some flavor of the month. Somebody out there who's the next biggest thing, the most anointed person. Listen, ain't nobody more anointed than Jesus. So spare me. Amen. Listen, I'm, I'm good for preaching, but I'm not good for the theatrics and for the showmanship. And for all these things are supposed to be impressive. As I said, if you are impressing man and you're a preacher, you're failing him because yeah. they need to see the Lord. Amen. When those two Greeks came to, to the disciples, they said, sirs, we would see Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Amen. So when people come to your church, you need to understand they're saying without saying it, sir. We would see See Jesus. Jesus. They ain't saying we would see you.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. We have to learn. Amen. The last, the last script I'm going to, and we getting on up out of here, is Acts chapter nine. Acts chapter nine, in verse thirty-six, it says, "Now there was a, there was at Joppa." A certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms-deeds which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died, whom when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And forasmuch as Lydda was nigh to Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent unto him two men, Desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all forth. Where did we see that before? Watch when Jairus' daughter died. Where did Peter get that from? Because he walked with Jesus. He worked with Jesus. He watched how he did it. And he learned. Yeah. He put them all forth. And he kneeled down and prayed. And turning him to the body, he said what? Tabitha, arise. Where did he get that language from? Mm. He got it from Jesus. Yeah. He was following Jesus' lead. He said, I've been here before. Somebody's dead. People around here crying. House full of people. Mm. I'm getting them out. All you crying folk, get out. Wow. He saw that. He saw that because he walked, worked, watched, and learned. Hmm. And so he said, Tabitha, what? Arise. He called her, change your position. (laughs) Yeah. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, what'd she do? She Mm -hmm. sat up. Mm -hmm. She changed her position. And he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. And it was known throughout all Joppa, and many believed the Lord see Peter is the example of of a disciple walking working watching and learning from Jesus and this is how we should be and if we do this instead we're walking and we're working with and we're watching and we're trying to learn from the you know the 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 big-time preacher The big-time minister or whatever and listen, it's good to try to emulate people who have good characteristics I'm not trying to say that but there's only one that we're told that we're supposed to imitate and the Bible tells us that we're to be Imitators of our father as their children and Jesus said if you've seen me you've seen the father And so when we see Jesus, we've seen the father we act like Jesus. We act like the father. That's who we're supposed to imitate Stop trying to imitate Who's the, who's the, I don't know, TD Jakes? Stop trying to imitate him. You're not TD Jakes. We don't need another TD Jakes. We need one. And we got him. Praise God for him.
1: Amen.
0: But we don't need no imitation TD Jakes walking around. <laughs> but we do need people imitating the Lord. Amen. Amen. Peter was imitating the Lord. And what happened? He got the same results. Amen. So what does that say to you and me? If we follow the Lord's lead. If we follow and we do what he does. Not the way we've been taught in church and, and TV and all the rest of that in society of what power is. When we follow Jesus' lead. Just as Peter followed Jesus' lead, he did the same things he did. He got the same results Jesus did. If we follow what Jesus did, why shouldn't we get the same
1: results? Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Mm-hmm. So listen, let's follow his lead, amen. Let's let's stop trying to chart our own way and, and, and be all loud and, and boisterous and, 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 and trying to be impressive. And if, and if I could say anything to anybody today, especially, stop trying to impress folks. Amen. Amen. Stop trying to impress folks. Amen. Stop trying to impress folks. Just humble yourself under God and let and let and let God shine through you. I guarantee you this: if people see God in you, they'll be impressed. Yes,
1: indeed.
0: And when they say they're impressed, you better make sure you give glory to God. Amen. Amen. All <laughs> oh, glory to God. Let's follow His lead. Amen. Amen let's pray today father we bless your holy name glory to god we thank you lord for the word you shared with us on today we thank you god for your spirit building us up in our most holy faith father i'm praying right now god that there are those under the sound of my voice oh god who will heed the call yes god. today and that they will arise that they will change their position oh god that father god that they will arise that they will come into being who you created yes, them god. to be Thank that father you. that they will arise that they will ascend oh god and stop living beneath their privileges but take their rightful place in you oh god father you said that we are seated in heavenly places in christ jesus and so father may we arise and take our rightful place as children of the most high god and father i pray god that as we change our position oh god that father we will just discard all notions of what it is to operate in power paul said he wants to operate in the demonstration of the spirit and of power that, Father God, that we won't see the wisdom of men, but that we will see the power of God. Father, may we follow that example in the name of Jesus Christ, that, Father God, not be concerned about the excellency of our speech, not be concerned about our wisdom, not be concerned about our credentials, but only concerned about the will of the Lord being done in our lives through submitted vessels. And so, Father God, we just... Thank you, O God, for this word of power, O God. I'm thankful, God, right now for for those who are going to be operating in power, for those who will speak few words, who will will speak with the anointing of Jesus Christ and see things change in their lives. And Father, I bless you and praise you, O God, for what you have spoken, what you have taught us, what you have shown us, and for the testimonies that shall come forth as a result we call it all done by faith we are believing great things are going to happen we believe people are going to rise up following the lead of the lord jesus christ and getting the results of the lord in the earth jesus promised that the works that he do we would do also in even greater works and so father we thank you for the greater works to come in jesus name amen. Amen. amen amen praise the lord praise the lord amen so we praise god for the word amen he's gonna do things like jesus does them amen amen he didn't talk a lot he didn't talk long amen paul talked long (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. amen (laughs) talked so long the guy fell asleep fell two stories and died (laughs) but he had the anointing to go down there and raise him up amen amen um don't, don't, don't talk that long. Amen. Amen. Cause unless you got that anointing, don't talk that long. So that's it. we we'll see you next time. My wife's about to cut me off, so I got to say bye real
1: quick before she uh, cuts me off.